Welcome to Agbogbulushi, the third episode. The third Shall episode. We don't try, man. <laughs> uh, my name is Christopher Opara, Technova, GH Reppin. My name is Nemo of Akrawide. Uh, how have you guys been? Charlie, how have you been now? I've been good. You've been good? I've been good, yeah. How was your week? Very, very tiring. Very tiring. Yeah. Charlie, this Ghana, this Ghana hustle. When I cry, everybody must chop, baby. <laughs> 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 so yeah, welcome to the third episode of Bogloshi. Um, we've had two episodes now. First yeah. episode, we kind of spoke on Uber and Kumasi. Mm-hmm. Social media week that was coming up, you know, we got some good feedback on that. True, I think for the second episode we mentioned the four G. Yep, yep. Uh, and I, th- I think one someone tweeted us and asked mm-hmm. why we didn't mention MTN, MTN. when we we're discussing the four G, and I don't know. I think, I think to be honest, the, the focus for that episode for us was MTN. You think of MTN first of all, the person that comes to your hand is mobile network. True. First and foremost, that's what they are. So, but I think we were specifically talking about dedicated 4G broadband companies True. and ISPs. But um, shout out to MTN, though. You know, I think MTN is also a big 4G player. Yeah, and, um, and I think thank you, Kese, for pointing that out. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, um, it's true. Based on logistics, MTN is like the largest 4G true, network provider. True, and, and I think they're the first mobile network to launch an LTE service yeah. in Ghana. So, big ups, MTN. But um yeah, episode three of Agbogloshi. We are going to be Oni, you want to let us know what we're gonna be talking about today? Yeah, last week was social media week. Like yes, sir. five days of tweets and Facebook lives mm-hmm. and keynote addresses. And the mall the mall was redesigned. It was transformed. <laughs> it was transformed. All I could see was emojis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, forgive me for talking like I was there. All I saw were pictures actually. So today I'm gonna like I'm gonna like be interviewing you. Yep. To find out what you did. You were there all four yeah, days. Yeah, we were I was there all I was there f- for the evening session on day one mm-hmm. and then I was there the rest of the whole week. Um Technova were content partners, so we had to be there covering, you know, the whole event. It was for a first season or first social media week in Accra, it was great. You know, mm-hmm. first and foremost, I need to give a big shout out to Echo House um, for pulling this off. It was, I mean, just looking at the process because we worked with them for like four weeks leading on to the social media week, rolling yeah, out content. I mean and I saw the processes involved in getting this thing to if happen. If you've ever even had to plan, say, a house party in, <laughs> in, in Accra, <laughs> you know how much stress it is. So, so imagine like bringing an international franchise. Mm-hmm. To Accra and then like pulling it off, bringing in people from Ah. all over, not just Ghanaian speakers, but people Mm -hmm. from across the internet. Big ups Echo House, big ups Vodafone for coming on board, big ups Paul's Creatives. I think they were also a part of this. Um, Yeah, so it was it was it was a great thing to see social media Mm -hmm. week launch in Accra, and um, we hope next year it's gonna happen. But now let's get down to the nitty gritty of the whole week. Uh Uh, Day one. There was a lunch at Accra Mall, and I think it was well attended. The mayor of Accra was there. Did, uh, he, did he tweet? Did um, he, sp- he spoke. At least tell me he spoke from a smartphone or a, <laughs> an iPad or something. I, I know the I know the Accra Metropolis account yeah. tweeted something or um as regards that, 
but he spoke you know he joe was at that at that launch i wasn't mm. there um but i know he spoke because i watched the recap video um the ceo of vodafone was also there yolanda cuba, yolanda cuba. you know she was really excited about you know social media week launching um miss beryl who was also the uh head of echo house also spoke you know so that was what actually kick-started the week and it was it was great to see that the gov or people were in support you know important yeah. people vodafone was the support the Accra Metropolis was in support. You I was know. really glad to see that happen like that. Yeah. They sent not just a representative, but the mayor. The mayor of Accra, you know. Yeah. So that was that was a big support for them. And I think right after that, the the one thousand businesses online campaign kicked off. So people went to volunteers actually went yeah. to Makola Market and Circle, and you know I think they were judging based on people's businesses. Mm-hmm. They were getting them online, whether they require websites, whether they require Facebook pages, whether they require yeah. Twitter pages. Um, I don't have statistics based on how many businesses they actually well, got actually, online. Yeah. It would be good to actually find out. I know. But um, yeah, I think that went, that was absolutely a fantastic Wait, thing. So did do. these businesses have to pay? Nah, I don't believe they did. Okay. I think it was free. So I think it was free. Because... I mean, it sounds like a good initiative getting yeah. them thousand businesses on bar mm-hmm. to what end. Um, so now if we're talking about social media week, the focus is you're launching social media week in Ghana in Accra. Yeah. There needs to be a good social media presence. Right? There's so many businesses, small SMEs, you know, medium sized businesses that don't even have Facebook pages. Right? So I don't want to say if this was some form of CSR <laughs> for the organizers of Social yeah. Media Week, but regardless, I think the market storm was the fact that Ghanaians can benefit from Social Media Week. So whether you attended or not, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you are a small business and there is a larger customer base for you out there on social media, right? So I think that was the whole idea, you know. So some might call it some form of CSR, <laughs> for th- for social media with the organizers, but I think it was just a way of getting Ghanaians mm. to come online, you know, getting people to bring their businesses online. So, Chris, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Imagine I have a shop, um, a second-hand car parts shop. Yeah. And you come to me, you're trying to get me on Facebook. Yeah. Go. What would you tell me? I'm trying to get you on Facebook. Yeah. You have a second-hand spare parts shop. Yeah. Huh. First of all, do you know that most of the people that buy secondhand spare parts are middle working class people that cannot afford or they don't really just have the luxury to buy brand new. Okay. Right? Yeah. And most of those middle class working people spend most of their time on social media. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So imagine a systems analyst working at Vodafone nine to five, Monday to Friday, right? He doesn't have the time to go to the market to go and buy second spare parts for his his, you know, Toyota or Corolla or whatever, and you're on Facebook, and you have a live chat side of business. You know that means you're always online. You know, ready to welcome customers. What prevents him from telling you, "Oh, this is what I need. Do you have it?" You reply, "Yes, I do." Can you deliver? Yeah. Okay. You deliver it to his office. Maybe his mechanic will be there. Mm. Install it. True. Give you cash. Business done. Oh, nice. Sign me up. so yeah i mean like for everybody there is a niche market for them online do you understand so 
good initiative there by but nice one putting me on the spot there. I'm trying to putting me on the spot there. Um so yeah, so that happened. Then there was the 140 character C V session, mm. which had speakers like Hannah Ashiokai Akron, who is the HR director of Vodafone. Um I know Katsa was supposed to be there, but she wasn't she was feeling Ill, well. Yeah. Um so she kind of made up for that in a later session. Um Benos Tawia, director of business development at Now Available Africa. And there was Bernard Sokwe, brands manager at Hoptel, otherwise known as Mr. Meister. Um, I'm going to start with this, and this is not me kind of criticizing the organizers of Social Media Week because it was a great initiative. But this event was supposed to start at 7. And <laughs> Joe and I and our videographer were there at 6.50. Mm-hmm. And, you know, setup was still being done, Right. I think we didn't kick off till about 7.45, 7.50. Almost 45 minutes, minutes later. later. Because I think for some reason they were waiting for the hall to fill up. They didn't want speakers to come and talk to an empty hall. So, Ni, I'm going to actually put you on the spot back. <laughs> 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 this is something that kind of has been reoccurring. And I think it kind of needs to be addressed. Social Media Week is an international platform. Yeah. You're on the world stage now, right? Things like timing should be something we should be putting in the past. Why do you think, no matter the kind of setup or stage, I don't want to say Ghanaians, but generally Africans, <laughs> why, that's why we have African time. Why do you think that no matter what platform or stage we find ourselves in, there's always that issue of timing? Um, I think it's the favorite technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Yes, so first, getting together the people. Yeah. Who actually have so there are people who have expertise in like live sound engineering of and course. all of that, but yeah. then you're not gonna find them on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be surprised. <laughs> I mean, how many? So first, you have to get a crew together. Yeah, and sometimes they are they, they agree to a price and then they show up and they find out the scale of work is more than they anticipated, so they want more money. Okay, or it could just be plain that. Your your service providers didn't turn up on time. Wow. But now, isn't this why there's something called preparation? True. You know, isn't this why like people can social media week was hyped for like two months before. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I know now looking at the magnitude of you know what went down, it was a lot. You know, I have to give it to those guys. It was a lot. But I think that now you're on a world stage. Now you're on a world platform. Do you know that at the same time, there was Social Media Week London going on yeah. at that same week. And now you're on the main platform. Things like timing shouldn't be an issue. Do you understand? I was, I'm very, very time conscious. What time did I show up for this? <laughs> was I late? <laughs> no, I you was weren't. late. You weren't. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very time conscious. Joe as well is very time conscious. We're there at like 6.50, you know. And the thing about this is, for me, it's fine, you know, right? Because I'm kind of used to African time. But imagine if that session had someone like Mike Fox, who is uh, who works at Hot 97, who's mm-hmm. a big shot at Hot 97. And maybe he had a, catch, a flight to catch back that night. So is he going to wait an hour late so that the hall could get filled up? You know, and I also understand the fact that there was also the market storm. So most of the volunteers were in traffic. Yeah. A lot of people were in traffic mm-hmm. trying to get there. But I think that even if you have 10, 15 people in a room, 
they should have begun. Because I think it's essentially it's a global audience you're speaking to. Exactly. There was so live streams. Yes. Exactly. So you shouldn't have just looked at maybe filling up a room f- for 100 people mm-hmm. when you have potential to reach exactly. close to a million people online. Yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, that was the first thing I noticed. Um, but still, shout out Echo House. Shout out you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know the kind of logistic, logistical issues that must have gone into that. So mm, we forgive that. But hopefully next year we're on time. Um, so that session was really impactful. Um, a lot of, I think even Mr. Meister gave a background into how he joined Twitter mm-hmm. and how he got his first job off Twitter working at Vodafone. And, you know, a lot was spoken about branding yourself. And <laughs> there was a very funny part that uh, Mr. Meister said something like, if you if you call yourself a free spirit, free spirit, you want to tweet anything, you want to post anything, you yeah. can open parody account. Let <laughs> 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 me talking free spirit, spirit, free spirit, because if brands, you know, and thank God, um, the HR director of Vodafone was there. She said, mm-hmm. these days, if companies are hiring you, they look at your social media. You know, what do you think? I mean, should that be necessary? Uh, yeah, don't you think? Why sh- why should it be necessary? Do before you hire me, would you come and listen to me speaking with my friends? Hmm. Good point. I uh, mean, but but okay, but okay. That's a point. Yeah. That's a good point. But like, don't if, you think if, that if they're gonna be hiring me based on how I speak to my family at home, yeah, I might never get a job. So what? Okay. How? What makes it different? Like, it's a conversation I'm having in real time. But I think the thing here is just because you have access to it now and yeah. it's on Twitter and Facebook, why should you should you use it to assess? my ability to perform the job. Now, I think the thing here is human resources evolving. Mm-hmm. The way people get hired is evolving, right? So people look at, you know, maybe they might not look at your personal tweets with your friends. They might not really look at how you interact with people. But imagine if you tweet something like, um, uh, I don't know, excuse my language, this work, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Something that kind of paint you in negative light. They actually look at patterns and they say, okay, that means this person has a you know trait of, you know, using words like this and actually just going off at their bosses and going off at where they work and all that stuff. True. So I think that kind of like affects how you're perceived. Mm. I mean you have a point, you know, people shouldn't I don't think they'll come and ask you how you talk to your friends <laughs> before they give you a job. But I think human resources evolving. Yeah. So it's our duty as people who want to get employed or who wants to get contracts to actually, you know, align ourselves. Well, shout out to Senator Ted Cruz, who liked something on Twitter, and then later said it was one of his staffers. Oh, I saw that, (laughs) but I didn't read it. That's what happened. That's what happened. So he liked one uh, one of these porn companies. He liked one of their tweets. He didn't know tweets are like, when you like it, it's very public. Of course. So he liked it and said, like, it's one of his staffers who did that, so... Oh, my God. Shout out to him. Shout out to him, Shah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that session was fun. Um, people asked some very impactful questions. There was one question that really... Someone said, how do you create a CV when you have no experience? Hmm. What do you think? Fake it till you make it? <laughs> <laughs> Fake it till you make it. I, I mean... you. You you never have enough experience, I feel yeah. like. But then you might have done different stuff. 
Okay. So for me, my turn is perspective. Okay. I might not have done something that pertains strictly to the industry I'm applying for. Of course. But I'm sure I've developed some experiences, whether volunteering. Yeah. Or yeah. like project work. Mm-hmm. Something at home with my parents. That but I you know, a lot, of, a lot of people even in Ghana don't know that these things are available to them. People don't know the importance of internships. Mm. Do you understand? A lot of people sure. in the schools, a lot of students these days don't know that during the summer holiday, you can intern. So they just spend the summer holiday at home. at home. So they don't know some of these things. They don't know there's something called volunteering. So if their routine at home is church, home, church, home, would they add church to their, <laughs> to their CV? <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? So like, yeah. you know, how do you like, so I get the fact that you're saying you can volunteer and stuff, but to people who don't know about these things, how is, because that's a part of the labor force. Yeah. Do you understand? Even one of the sessions, I think there was a statistic that said that a good percentage, majority percentage of the population in Ghana is between zero and 24, right? So that means, I think it was 57% or so. That means a larger percentage of Ghana are young people who need jobs, mm. who need to build a future for themselves. So I don't think now the ignorance might now play a very, very, very crucial part in the f- yeah. greater future. So how do you get to uh, them? As, as you're speaking, I'm actually trying to imagine a CV with, like you've never worked before, so yeah. it's gonna have your name, <laughs> your telephone number, yeah. your uncle's, your uncle's, your uncle's email address, <laughs> where your father was born. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, it's funny. Like, like that shit to be so blank. I think you have to increase your font to like thirty. <laughs> Fill up that paper. But yeah, that was a very very interesting question. Um, I think that I don't know who that question was thrown at, but I think. They answered it very intelligently and all that stuff. I think it was Miss um, Venice that answered that. Mm. You know, she said something along the lines of, "You can show examples of leadership in your family situations, mm-hmm. maybe in church, as I said, yeah. or in school. If you've worked as, if you were SRC president or you were even class rep, <laughs> do, do you understand? <laughs> do you get? You know, so uh, I think people uh, people don't really want to see good where you've worked before helps mm. but they want to see how you're able to articulate yourself in words true. And, you know how to describe i think the yourself. key word is go out and do something true even if on the internet i think what true. will help is even if you've had no uh, work experience but i had like a blog yeah or facebook post that i could show yeah. look uh, i mean I, I may never have been a journalist but i write mm-hmm. pretty good facebook posts true true and then they might find a space for you yeah you never can tell but yeah that was 140 character CV. That was, I think, the first official session, which was on Monday evening at the uh, University of Ghana campus. And it was well attended. The hall was full. You can catch recaps on technovagh.com. I think we'll be uploading a video on that this week. Oh, by the time this podcast is, <laughs> it would have been uploaded. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that was the first day. Second day, which was a very, very, very eventful day because... I was there really early, mm-hmm. and the same thing that happened on Monday happened again. again. But it's fine. Um, the first session was building a digital career in Ghana, right? Yeah, that's what it was, and it was headlined by Prince Will Osaro Omorogua. He's a Nigerian, I think. Mm. Yeah, he's a Simon Page Business School. I think he's the founder of that, and he owns a an advertising firm called Third Floor Digital. And wait, what's a digital career? Hmm. I mean, that's pretty much like a career in the digital space. So if you're a brand strategist, if you're mm. a digital strategist, you're a content creator, you're a graphic artist, you're a videographer, 
if you create or you work in a company that produces content or produces work for digital, I think that's a digital career. Abi? Oh, okay. I mean, I just had to ask. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what it is, right? Um, if we're if we're wrong, please correct us. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he spoke on the opportunities you can get. It was really, really. So like, this was the first session that just hit the nail in the head. Like mm. you said, okay, social media week has started. Yeah. Did you get that kind of thing? Um, it was a field hall. It was at the Accra Mall, so one of the cinema rooms, and he shared a lot on his background. I think he started when. He started in the early 2000s when there was no Twitter, there was no, the digital world was not really structured. Yeah. You know, I think he started with building websites and he gave a lot on his background into advertising and how his, it almost over a, a decade later, he's still doing this thing. And I think they're one of the biggest digital agencies in Ghana. In Ghana. Yeah. And even in Nigeria, because they have offices in Nigeria and Nairobi as well and he he spoke a lot he said a lot of impactful stuff um and one of one of the things that actually caught me was he said today there are about eight million Ghanaians online eight million Ghanaians online and the population is about roughly 20 25 25 26 25 million yeah that's a good percentage of people online what do you think um that's like twice the population of Accra so yeah Accra is mm. like just over 4 million. Mm. Mm. So that's twice the population of Accra. I think so does that mean that now is the best time to go digital if, you're, if you want to start your career? I think so because based on the statistics, yeah. there's just enough people that you could create a network, make some money, yeah. but it's not so many people that it's, it's already saturated and it's like, of course it's so difficult to get in yeah so if you if you really want to do something digital now this is the best time this is the best time yeah. because there's, there's gonna be lots of Ghanaians migrating on mm. onto digital platforms soon because when he you know when he was giving insights into his background he said that when he started digital marketing there were only four hundred thousand people online right so mm. if you're going to a brand to explain to them that look this is why you should go digital They'll tell you, ah, but there's only four hundred thousand people online yeah. now. That means there are twenty something other million people offline. So why don't, <laughs> I, why don't I use that money and do radio and do you know TV and um, newspaper and all that stuff? But now there are over eight million people, eight million Ghanaians online, and it's a big market. And he said also something that was he said, do you know that a nineteen-year-old today was born in the digital age? Hmm. That's true. Someone who is 19 today, that means he was born in 1998. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So he's in the digital age. So that means he was born with digital, like in the digital environment pretty much. And that means, <laughs> that's a very funny thing to actually, let's actually recap. A 19-year-old was born in the digital age. When I, when, he, when, I, when I heard him say that, what just came to my mind was, so that means... Those of us who were older were born in a different age that wasn't digital, mm -hmm. but we've had to adapt. So what is funny to me now is those that were born, those that are not up to 19 now, those that are like maybe 10, 12, 13, 14, what age would they be born in? Because we don't know where digital is going. going. Yeah. We don't know like where the world is going in terms of advertising. I mean, my two-year-old cousin, she can't speak. She knows how to operate a phone. She knows where Whoa. YouTube is. I don't know how she manages, but she knows which are cartoons that she likes. Whoa. <laughs> she knows which are music videos. 
she knows when are the phone serious? she knows when the phone is logged. Wow. Yeah. So when I heard that, and I said, I can't blame I can't blame my parents. Do you understand? That's not their age. Do you understand? No, yeah. Because me, one day I'll be like them. Because <laughs> <laughs> one day I'll be like I them. Because I think it's very unfair when we laugh at them and like, oh, why can't you open your phone? True. True. Because there are soon going to be technologies that we're going to wonder about and wish mm. for the good the good old days of mm-hmm. iPhone 6, 7, X. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, so, it's, so funny. it's so funny. Like, I, I just can't wait, you know, in later years, you know, when we actually recap and we just say, okay, wow, these are so this is the kind of things our parents were going mm. through. But it's all good. Um, so, so just as the VHS now looks to us, someone is going to pick up an iPhone. An and iPhone, I'm like, what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Never, never, ever evolving technology. Yeah. But yeah, so that was the first session on, the, on day two. He also spoke about freelancing as a digital or freelancing as someone who works in digital in Ghana. He gave some websites. Um, he also spoke about getting certifications because I think that's something that a lot of people don't focus on. Yeah. Like getting maybe Google AdSense certified, yeah. Smart Insight certified, Simon mm-hmm. Page certified. What do you think about certifications? Do you think that a lot of people who work in marketing now just have BSc? Or like they actually got... Because s- I mean, you look at the IT, for example, you want to work in networking. Mm. You need to get CCNA, CCMP, True. stuff like yeah. that. So digital is, a, is an industry. So... What do you think? I think it's essential because right now what happens is, uh, to be honest, most of us kind of stumble into the digital career. Yeah. So we started as doing something. We find out, oh, we could be a content creator. Yeah. Or we are good thinking and we could transfer that to like being strategists. Okay. But uh, beyond a certain point, I think it's essential for you to be able to focus and say, this is this is my specialty and for that mm. you need a certification mm. and to really get a big the big bucks may, maybe Ghanaian and s- perhaps some west african companies they don't yeah. they don't look out for that so for much those, yeah but i feel like in the next two years it's going to be it's going to be yeah it's going to be a I requirement and I, I actually look forward to the time when you can't just sorry you can't just have like <laughs> twenty thousand tweets and instantly be an influencer, an influencer. Uh, that's something we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, I, well, like this week actually opened a lot of stuff that I think Ghanaians were ignorant to, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, there was also another question that was asked. He, <laughs> someone asked him, um, "Are there any social media sites specifically for Africans?" <laughs> can you guess his reply? <laughs> uh, uh. Just guess. Just <laughs> you know? yes. Facebook. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he's so right. Because Africans have taken Facebook and made it their own. Like, let's actually be honest. Like, you see the videos that people put on Facebook, the way, oh my God, like, we're special people. We're very but unique people. I, I, I like his answer because I don't think we need a, a specific yeah. for Africans. Yeah. How, how would it be different? Like, what? What's the use case and what problem would we you have solve? like kokoyam kokoyam <laughs> emojis or we <laughs> we have trotro trotro I mean, emojis if you're gonna say oh an app that lets you download fufu then cool like that's for, <laughs> that's for africans it makes sense but yeah that's like facebook for africans how would it be mm. different from the existing, the facebook? existing facebook that was a good that was actually a good reply that was funny the whole hall burst out into laughter but <laughs> uh so shout out mr prince will he, you know, took the first session and it was actually a great opening to the week. Um, the next session was on 
the power of LinkedIn, using LinkedIn for professional brand enhancement. And Jamila Abdullahi took that session. I'll be honest, that was the most impactful session for me. For you. Out of each and every set, because I was there the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That was the most impactful, and on a personal basis, because I think that a lot was said on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, but for someone to actually have an authority on LinkedIn, LinkedIn. That, that's, that was big for me. And she actually broke it down. You know, it wasn't just coming to talk about LinkedIn's future features, mm-hmm. uh, how you can... U- she actually broke it down. on And she approached this from a personal perspective, getting jobs... You know, she's a very big personality on LinkedIn, actually. I didn't even know that. Yeah, she is. She ran, she's been running Circumspect for, like, close to 10 years. Yeah, so she yeah. said. So she said. She she actually, I mean, like, it was even funny that she gave some very interesting statistics. I mean, the one, she said 70% of LinkedIn users are outside the United States. Wow. I never knew that. I never knew that. You know, and it's funny that a lot of people were... Before then, I thought I knew how to use LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Before her session, during her session, I just said, I just actually, uh, I felt like deactivating my LinkedIn <laughs> account and actually reopening a new a one new because one. she just shared insights on a lot of stuff, how to use LinkedIn for your personal brand enhancement, mm. how to get attention from possible employer employers, yeah. and all that stuff. It was a great session. Shout out Jamila. Um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I would appreciate if, like, there's a slide online True. of her presentation, you know. And she also gave an insight into her career so far and all that stuff. So that was also a great session. It was well attended as well. Then the next session was creating content that people love. Hmm. Yeah. And we had Nana Asihane, the videographer. Yeah. We had Mercedes Benson. Shout out Mercedes, though. Shout out, <laughs> shout out Mercedes, though. <laughs> this one, not um, personal. <laughs> shout out Mercedes. I wh- after hearing her session, I tweeted something. I said, Mercedes at Mercedes F Benson knows mm-hmm. her stuff. She does know her stuff. She she understands the power of content and she understands how to use her content to monetize to influence people. Um. Then Nana's session was very, very emotive. It actually was very emotional because yeah. he he spoke on um, how a lot of people have appropriated our culture and our content because our culture is content, right? I mean, pretty much whatever we use, what, whatever we create, you know, videos, whatever. When you wake up in the morning, you go, oh, that's content, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So how a lot of people have appropriated our content from the Western world and how we need to own our content. We need to package it our own way and sell it to the world instead of people coming there and taking, taking the content it, yeah. here and packaging it as their own. Do you understand? Just like what happens with cocoa. Mm. Mm. You mean like with chocolate? Yeah. Wait. It's, it's cocoa before it becomes chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. true. <laughs> true. <laughs> true, but what, what's your what's your um, like what do you think about the way our content has been appropriated? I feel for the longest time it's it's happening because we we not that we didn't see the value in it but we didn't have yeah. the tools and resources to kind of match whatever was happening. Okay. And so Facebook even b- even though the internet used to be there yeah Facebook and Twitter has kind of like 
democratized, it's made lots of things possible. Because now you see people who look like you. True. <laughs> post four pictures, post a video, yeah. get so many retweets. Suddenly they are working for someone, a huge company, or yeah, they have a huge contract. Okay. So it makes you, it motivates you, pushes you. Like, True. wow, Chris is doing it. True. I have to, I have to do it too. Oh, I can't do it. Before yeah. we used to think you need all the fancy gadgets before you could like create a video. Now okay. we know what is possible. Yeah. Using what we have. True. So I think starting with what you have yes. is actually the way to actually progress. So I think now we are we are really catching on, mm-hmm. and I don't think the conversation should be about oh we've been appropriated. What do we do about <laughs> it? To you know what. Mm. You've taken my idea, but I, I'm gonna execute it better. Mm. Yeah, because it's my idea. Yeah, I know the vision for it. True. Good point. Good point. Well, shout out Nana for that session. That session was very emotive. He even he showed a video. I don't know if you've seen this new Sakodia video with a lot of African prints. Mm, yeah. Yeah. He also showed that video and how it's actually. I think he said that it was one of his favorite videos right now okay. uh, because it showed our culture, not just in the prints, but in the African woman and all of that. Um, so speaking about music videos, it's always funny like when you hear comments from, oh, why did you shoot in SA? Why did you go to London? Well, there are no nice locations in Accra, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Then a certain Niger man comes Fast in. Fast the bad guy. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> a certain Niger man comes in. Uses the same place we all know. Yeah. And suddenly when it's like, oh my God, oh my God. Is this God. the same Ghana? Is this the same? And like I said, execution. That's true. that's all it is. True, true. It is. But wait, so are you saying that? So let's actually address that video. What do you think about that video? Do you think that Files went to go and get some camera beer? We know they here from. <laughs> or I don't understand. No. No? no. no. It's just the vision. Mm. The vision and how he executed it. He had an idea for the place. Yeah. And he was able to bring it to life. I don't I don't know his budget. Yeah. I don't care to know. I don't even want to know what equipment he used. Mm-hmm. But all I'm saying is that we wouldn't have even regarded the place if he hadn't done that. That's true. So sometimes it's that's true. You need a push. You need something to kick you and then you realize, yeah. wow. Mm. I, have, You're right. I have dope stuff. It's just all about the execution. Yep. You're right. So yeah, that was all about that session. Um so Nana Nana pretty much spoke about himself and how we need to do better with our content, packaging it. Um shout out Nana, shout out Mercedes Mercedes F. Benson. Her session was also good. Um she do you remember this straight out of Compton movie? Yeah. Do you know do you remember when there was a website that was a pretty much do it yourself website where yeah. you upload your picture and then and you have it straight out of Compton? Yeah. I think that was a very, very like widespread mm-hmm. and i think that's actually how to use content Sense. yeah you know to be impactful with that um so yeah another thing that happened was during that session our dear friends at apple mm-hmm. were launching <laughs> 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 what we will call uh the best phone so far in the entire world so i kind of had to multitask because i you had to watch that <laughs> i had to watch that <laughs> and also write a review on that as well and yeah, so while that session was going on, I was actually watching the Apple event. I know that's terrible, but <laughs> shame. <on> <laughs> but yeah, um, so that was about that session. Um, the next session was the power of Twitter. Actually, and so b- speaking about content, and before going to the power of Twitter, yeah. So 
have you heard of Twitter's new terms of service? I saw it, but I didn't read it. So uh, it's it's kind of long, but in mm. summary, it grants Twitter and its business partners, whoever they may be, mm. fair use to use your your content that you post, whether text, images, or videos, in whatever way they could even commercialize it, and they don't need to ask your permission first. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the implications are. Whoa. I don't know what all the implications are, but yeah. I, I don't feel so good about it. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> now. <I don't laughs> Whoa. So it's no longer just social media now. Yeah. They own your stuff. Yeah. Whoa. See, guys, that's why, that's why it's very good to actually read terms of service before you sign up for some of these mm-hmm. things. Me, I just click agree. We just click right, agree. At this point, you're hooked on Twitter. Are you going to say no? If, if you don't accept it, you honest. can't use Twitter. A lot of people's yeah. businesses are <laughs> founded on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. <sighs> Influencers. Well, I mean, so if, if, if in a, a couple of months you see your fire selfie up on someone's billboard, Charlie, yeah. I can't you can't say Jack. So, guys, please read terms and agreements before you sign up on some of these sites. It's really important. Um, the next session was the power of Twitter. We had April Rain. We had Ato Apia, um, co-founder, I think, founder of Ghana, I think. Barkham. Yeah, Barkham. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we had Benjamin Anyan, who is the creative director at Now Available Africa. And we had Steven Sawyer, digital marketing manager at Vodafone. And, you know, they pretty much just spoke on Twitter. But before we even get into that, speaking about this Twitter terms of service issue, do you think that now that these sites, people are actually, their their whole brand, Mm -hmm. their whole business is founded on that, do you think that Twitter should find a way to actually separate the social from the business? So are we saying that, I'm saying pretty much, should we have Twitter, which is just, Twitter, social. Because now, these days, I'm on my timeline, and all I see is paid tweets. <laughs> all I see is business tweets. Uh-huh. All I see is, do you understand? I don't feel social anymore on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to eat. Twitter has to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people people oh, keep saying, yeah. oh, Twitter should charge. People should have a subscription service. I'm yeah. like, would you really pay to, to use Twitter? Would you pay to use I will. Twitter? I will. What for? Not for your business, so. No, not for my business. But for the first-hand news it gives me. Yes, so I don't think separating is going to make sense because the, p- the beauty of Twitter is the fact that a business could pretend to be like an individual. Mm-hmm. Like, so hop on the back of whatever is trending, yeah. whatever meme is going on at the moment and then like get attention so if it's gonna be just twitter for business yeah how are they gonna reach their audiences who are individuals because most mm. of the businesses on twitter they don't sell to other businesses they are they there because they sell to individuals yeah. that's true i mean but it's just uh, maybe i just need to unfollow some people <laughs> 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 maybe i just need to unfollow some people because uh, it's like bro i log into my twitter i'm on my tl mm. it's either some paid tweet here or some brand yeah. selling their product here, or I just get tired, you know? One thing I hate is, in case you missed it, it's so confusing. <laughs> so I come back after 24 hours, and w- You're in, ca- in case yeah. you missed like, Because usually when I do that, I'm on because someone told me to go check something, uh, mm. in case you missed And I'm so confused. Like, like what, what is this? this? 
<laughs> I can relate, man. It's why why am I seeing that before I am seeing the most recent ones? Twitter is now it's like it's a it's a jungle now, bro. It's a jungle. But I mean we love it like that now. Mm. Man must chop. So um yeah, a very interesting conversation about that session was April Rain and she was just speaking about the Oscar So White hashtag. Yeah. She's the originator of that hashtag and you know, she said she was just really pissed about how there was a lot of the the lack of black presence yeah. in the Oscar awards. And that's how Oscar So, so White came about. So what do you think? What does it take to originate, like start a hashtag. hashtag and gain enough support for people to stay just start using it themselves? Um, I think this was also spoken of, spoken during the, um, what's it called? During the session. Mm. I think, first of all, if you are creating a hashtag, the reason behind that hashtag has to be meaningful. A lot of people need to resonate with it. So she spoke about Oscar So White. She started Oscar So White because a lot of people were actually complaining about it. Mm. She wasn't just the only one, right? Yeah. And it was something that a lot of black... Because, see, wherever black people are, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shutdown, <laughs> right? So uh, a lot of black people could resonate with Oscar So White. And it was just... The words put together was unique. Yeah. Oscars So, so white. white. It was... See, even a kindergarten... A primary school child can... Into pre war was well, you know, mm. what that was trying to say. So I think you need to think about that. You need to also think about um the audience. So are people gonna be able to understand what this hashtag is all about? Right? Influential people need to also talk about use your hashtag, right? So that the vira it, it goes viral. You know, she says that so far Oscar So White has been used over six hundred thousand times. That's 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 crazy. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think the experts would know better, but I think, first of all, there needs to be a good reason behind your hashtag. Then you need to also have a hashtag that's unique. The name has to be unique. I don't know. What do you think? I think my, my favorite hashtag right now is drawing while black. Yeah. True. Like, wow. True. True. Wow. Ghanaians, they like that. People who are doing amazing art. Like, it's like for every third tweet that I see, it's from a Ghanaian, and like all of these are like amazing illustrators, mm-hmm. animators. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Hiding, like, f- hiding for one side. Oh. Wait, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> hiding so for yeah, one side. Like th- that's one thing I give to, to, to Twitter. They have yeah. the power to like bring people out and expose stuff that's like previously hidden because people like mm. rally. The way people have rallied around drawing while drawing black. Wild like, black. It's crazy. I've seen so many Ghanaians. I'm like, guys, I want to meet all of you. <laughs> I want to meet all of you. Even um, um, Ato, Ato spoke about he, they said that I think him and his team came up with a hashtag called Wache Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think they just love Wache. Yeah. And that that hashtag went viral. I think there was also another one with Jolof, you know, and all that stuff. So I think hashtagging is key. We did some analytics about the drawing while black. And I don't know if you saw this guy, the ballpoint pen artist. Yeah. He, uh, his tweet is actually the most influential tweet with that hashtag. I think he's been retweeted over, right now, it should be over 30,000 times. And that hashtag has gained over 5 million impressions or at least 5 million impressions by now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that has that session pretty much spoke on the power of Twitter and how you know, Twitter can be influential for your person, for your brand and all that stuff. Um there was also um the, na- na- the Nana Aba. Do you know her? Yeah. The, Nana the journalist. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, pardon my ignorance, but I really didn't know about her until that session. Okay. And I think there was an issue with 
her and TVC, TV3 Network TV3, or yeah. something. So I think Do you want to shed she, some light she, on that? She sent out a tweet and apparently, I still don't know the truth of it. Yeah. Apparently, the pictures she included was of someone at Old Trafford, Manchester. But then she made it seem as if she was the one there. So oh. it became a huge deal, like plagiarism. People were in an uproar. Yeah. Like, fire her, fire her. And I think TV3 fired her. So you know that Whoa. situation when like you are trolling everyone and people are just patiently waiting for uh-huh. your for your yawa to happen. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was that was how huge it are was. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So she had to leave TV three. Wow. Yeah. But she kind of landed on her feet. On her feet, because <laughs> she's a really popular. I mean, she's big on Twitter now. Yeah. That's a very interesting. That's a, an interesting story about how like a social media platform can actually yeah. change a person's life. Uh, so uh, something I wonder how the companies feel like being forced to take decisions against their will because like <laughs> <laughs> 300,000 Twitter users are saying yeah. off, off with your head. Wow. But, um, so yeah, that was it for day two. Um, day three, we started with the Twitter masterclass with um, the guys from Ad Dynamo. They are the Twitter reps in um, Africa. Okay. And they spoke about like some of the user stats for Twitter, um, do you know that they created a special emoji for the Kenya elections? Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you pay to have that done, or do that? Um, so I think I missed that session, so I really wasn't, you know, I didn't really get the gist. But okay. I think, I mean, so the Apple event, the Apple mm. logo was, yeah, you know, with every hashtag. Um, I think that is paid to be done. I don't know. So I think there's some public interest events that they do themselves because the Olympics still had like special. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtags and the Super Bowl to had it. So I don't know if Twitter decides, mm-hmm. hey, this is interesting enough for us to like mm. do special emojis for. I think I think it's I think now I mean for Africa especially this ad dynam the ad dynamo presence in Africa is able to actually curate special things just mm-hmm. for the African, African. you know because I know a lot of digital agencies now have direct communications with Twitter. You know, it's not just using the platform no, now. They yeah. have contacts if they need to. Because agencies in Africa are spending big money they are. on Twitter. They're spending a lot of money. You see brands invest. I don't I don't know about Ghana. But you see brands invest close to 100,000 US dollars on Twitter just for promotion every year. That's a lot of money, right? So, and then this is just not one brand. Loads, Loads. of brands across industries. So... It's good that there's a presence of Twitter in Africa and the Ad Dynamo guys shed some light on, you know, like pretty much what you can do with Twitter in this day and time. Um, then that happened. Then there was also the Ghana case study. Actually, the future of media. That was the first one um, that had Mike Fox. Yo, I was, that was a groupy <laughs> moment for me, meeting or seeing, well, I actually had a conversation with him, meeting mm-hmm. Mike Fox. He's, um, I think he heads digital communications at Hot Night 7. I think that's his yeah. designation, right? Yeah. So it was really like a big groupie moment for me because I've always been a fan of Hot 97. I've been a big fan of Ebro. I'm a big fan of, you know, like The Breakfast Club because I always watch The Breakfast Club and all of that. So he spoke on his background. Do you know that, that Mike Fox has like worked with big, big artists? Kanye, you're talking Kanye, you're talking Pitbull, you're talking Fat Joe. So he's mm. a big top shotter. So shout out Echo House for bringing him here. It <laughs> must have cost them some bucks, right? So shout out Echo House. Um, 
Also, like, let's even take it back a little bit. So he spoke on the culture Hot 97 or radio. Yeah. Has on the American people. They do the summer jam. I know he spoke. At, he said that they were doing something in Tokyo as well, coming up, I think, in November. So there is a lot of influence on culture of the youth from the radios. Do you see that happening here? I think so far, radio, they've found it difficult to be able to integrate the radio station and their social channels in a way that makes sense and is coherent. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you the side eye Joy FM. Yeah. They they have the most random <laughs> off topic bits <laughs> I've ever seen. Like <laughs> I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> how how can you have a reputation as the one of the premier private radio stations yeah. in Accra? And then your tweets are what's your bedstone says about you. <laughs> <laughs> I, do they know why they're on Twitter? You should also. I'm like, are you just here to like clickbait us? Or yeah. So I don't see any coherence. I don't see. True. I don't know. I don't know if they have a coherent strategy across. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we translate what we are doing on radio? Yeah. Because I think Twitter is very awesome for supplementing. Yeah. Your radio activities and amplifying your voice. Um, I think I think also like because he spoke about the summer jam being the biggest show in the summer, the yeah. biggest concert in the summer. I think I even I watched a bit of it on YouTube. There was DJ Khaled, there was a bunch of big artists, Wale and all those people. Do you see like radio shows or radio stations b- before we come to their Twitter activity? Do you see them organizing concerts? Do you see them connecting with the youth? Are they or is it just primarily broadcast? Mm-hmm. You know, are they connecting? You know, because Look at Ghana. Ghana is hugely influenced by radio, right? Yeah. I think that's one of the easiest ways to reach people in, True. in Ghana, radio, because radio is even, in even Ghana, yeah. the shoemaker around my house uses... <laughs> in the morning, I hear his radio, 7 a.m., he's <laughs> listening to Joy FM News. Do you understand? So do you think they're connecting with people? I don't know. I I think they are, because I know Hits FM has this DJ search competition that they run every year. Yeah. I don't know if it's already happened. Um, Hits FM, let us yeah. know if it's already happened. So, and one other thing, at Doom FM, they have this festival tours that they do. So, yeah, they kind of like every region that has a festival, they kind of yeah. like mount it, they do it, a stage, have a stage, oh. and then invite the local artist and okay. then maybe one big headli- headliner and do okay. that for them. So, those are some of the activities I know they do, they do. based around festival. But I don't think uh, there's been so far, like, say, a a radio station saying I'm gonna have true one huge key like concert like the way Summer Jump is okay. I mean, because I think it will be interesting to know. Okay, and also another thing that radio stations do on their Twitter that is annoying. Please and um, please stop tweeting every song you play. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, do you see it? I, 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 I don't I know if it's just me. Now I'm playing Every song. blah, blah, blah on Drive. And oh, my wait, God. Wait, I think they're doing it wrong. So instead of tweeting the song you're playing, yeah, give me supporting info on the song you're playing. Exactly. You because know, so every, you just see now playing this, they tag the artist. I don't know if they're trying to tell the artist that, <laughs> look, oh, they play your song. <laughs> but it, I, sh- I had to unfollow these radio stations because it just floods up your tail. So, so if you're playing, tell me when the song was released. Tell me a fun fact about the song. You know, tell me what its chat is. Mm. 
Do you know? So that that makes sense. Exactly, exactly. Because now you're able to, so if you want yeah, to download I'm it. I'm listening, and then I'm I'm on my phone, and I'm watching. Okay, this was released two years ago. Yeah. It's it's funny, like that thing. Just I I don't know. It pisses me off. Loki. They, they have the good idea, but they are doing it wrong. But um, so yeah, that was pretty much uh Mike Fox's session. He just spoke about his background and the convergence between media and the platforms available to us. You know, mm-hmm. he gave it really was a powerful session. Maybe like my second best session or my second set the best session after Jamila's session mm. to me. Don't, um, don't like don't let Mike hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Mike Fox. <laughs> shout out Mike Fox. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Um then on that same session was Gary Al Smith. The, the, f- the football popular journalist. football journalist. He gave a very, very insightful session Mm -hmm. he asked an important question and i'm going to pose it to you he said so he is a sports journalist for a radio station i think is is it ctfm or joy fm one of them i think it's joy fm and another rival radio station is putting together a show Mm -hmm. and they want him to use his twitter or his social media to talk about it should he or should he not is he getting paid? Is he getting paid? Of course, he's getting paid for it. He's getting paid for it. But it's a rival radio station. Um, I, w- I would say he shouldn't do it. It feels very unethical to me. See, this was a big argument. So, most of the crowd were like, yeah, it's unethical, is this. But when he, the radio station he, p- he works for hired him, did they hire his social media with him? Most of the time, they do. I mean, now, I think, yeah, okay. Yeah, now they do. I mean, before, it was just, okay, you are really good. But then, yeah. they, like you said, the HR said, they check out your the tweet, they see how far, like, your reach is, mm-hmm. how impactful you are. Yeah. So, okay, they might not necessarily have put in a contract that, hey, you can only do so much. Okay. But I think of it, social media is like essentially an extended conversation that more okay. people can see. Mm. So would you go to a networking event and be hyping your competitor's real estate agency? Hmm. Would you do that? I mean, so now the thing is... That or would you accept a speaking engagement and go and speak for your rival? Hmm. See, <laughs> I see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at, but I think... Now, the future of media or the way media is at, and even Mike Fox has been chipped in on this. He said, Ebro works for Hot 97, Mm -hmm. but he hosts Beats One with Apple. And Apple is a rival, is a clear rival to what Hot 97 stands for. Do you understand? But they look at it from a situation where if Ebro is happy, Hot 97 is happy. So if Ebro wants to host a radio show on Beats One, Ebro is known for Hot 97. So indirectly, he's even promoting Hot 97. Right, so this was kind of like the argument that came up, and it was just fascinating seeing people's opinions. I mean, I was of the opinion that he should do it because I feel like if a company hires you, they're not just hiring; they're, they're just hiring you. They're hiring you to do the job, right? As in a your JD, as a journalist, as a journalist, in your job description, there's no. I don't think there's anything like your Twitter. We're hiring your Twitter and your Facebook and your Instagram. Right, so I think he's just doing the job as a journalist. Whatever he wants to do with his brand on Twitter or on social media is entirely okay. up to him. So now I'm gonna ask you as a freelance strategist, would you yeah. do that? Working with a company and yeah, you are getting paid to tweet about a rival company's new offering. 
for the right pay, yes. <laughs> yes, for the right pay. Uh, and I'm actually going to have full, a conversation. Full disclosure? What do you mean by full disclosure? Like, So you let the, the, the people who have hired you on retainer know? Yeah. Of course, that's what I was going to say, that I'm actually going to talk to them and tell them, look, I'm actually going to hype these guys, right? Whatever, and I'm getting paid for this. Do you understand? We have a contract. I'm doing whatever I'm doing for you guys is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fulfill that. But you did not hire my social media, right? But now it gets tricky because strategy or brand strategy is actually digital work. Yeah. So maybe I might have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, I might have to think I about it. I feel like as, as a journalist, his, his work extends past air, airplay, extends onto radio and TV. Okay. It, sorry. Um, past radio and yeah. goes online, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. That's why sometimes they have to make it very clear that these views are my own and Mine only. not my employers. Not my so employers. Oh, if, okay. if, if, that, if, if I wasn't hired for my social media, why, why do I have to make that very strictly clear? That these are my personal views and not my employer's views. Okay. Okay. Anyway, but mm, we'll see. Sha. <laughs> uh, guys, you guys can holler. Holler on me. Holler on me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But, um, so yeah, that mean, was yeah, if you have opinions, let us know. Yeah, it would be yeah. nice to like, let's like, let's actually see what stands as ethical and what stands as unethical. Um, so yeah, that was that session. Then the next session was on the Ghana case study, which Katja spoke on. It was really insightful. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but also, there was a team from OMG Voice. They also spoke on the Ghana. They gave some good statistics. Was Jesse there? Jesse did not speak, but I saw him around that mm-hmm. day. Um, they gave some really, 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 really interesting statistics. Um, let me pull up one of them. Did you know that in Ghana... There are 2.4 active mobile social users. There are about 2.9 million active social media users and about 5.2 active internet users. Mm. So they gave some really, really interesting statistics. And I think there was also the statistics about the amount of views they get. I think they get about 4.5 million unique visitors every month. Like stats like this are very, they are very useful. And yeah. I would, I would suggest and plead whoever has like a social presence, Facebook, blog, Twitter, whatever. Like yeah, periodically, like it doesn't have to be your secret sauce, but like some stats are general enough and helps everyone in the industry. True, true. Just put them out. Just there. put it out. You know, because at the end of the day, people are seeing how good you're doing. Brands are seeing your numbers. Yeah. You know, and, and all that stuff. And so once they see the numbers, they're more willing to invest in the industry. Mm. But if they're like, well, what's, what's now? Because a lot yeah. of the times there's this conflict. Like, how does your online translate into real life events? Like, True. How, do you imp- how do you measure your impact, your influence? How are you showing that you move someone to do something based yeah. on your your tweets because i mean i'm paying you to tweet but at the same time i'm paying a radio station so how do i know mm. whether the sudden increase is based on your hard work you're right you're right so uh all our social media personalities and our big brands out there please release your stats so let's know what's happening behind the scenes so that was it for day three day four started off with a google master class um with there were some guys from Winneloya. They are the Google representatives in Ghana. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, they just spoke on a couple of stuff. The session after that was brands changing the status quo. Um, guest speakers were Kyle Esuman. I think he's the social media manager for President Anakofado's mm-hmm. Twitter account. Yeah. Um, there was also Akisi, head of brand at Vodafone, and Nicolas Tanya, head of research at Ghana Social Media Rankings. Um, also, the N Akufado account gave a big shout out to Echo House. Yeah. On Twitter. Like yeah, mm. big ups, guys. Big ups, big ups, big ups. That was, I'm sure that was must have been a proud moment. Yeah, it was. Very proud. I'm sure they have it framed somewhere in their office. <laughs> if they haven't, well, they should yeah. be consultancy fee. But they deserve it, though. Yeah. They kind of deserve it. They work hard for this. Um, so, yeah, that was how day four started. Then the last session for that day was social media as a 360 business. Right? I think that was it. And on that panel, I didn't quite attend that session, so I'm not really sure who was on that panel. Okay. But I know that it was a very, very, very eventful panel. I think there was a couple of familiar faces. We'll confirm that, and I'm sure we'll just feedback our listeners. Um, yeah, that was the one that had Kyle Esselman. Yeah, the social media manager uh, to Enna Kofado. Which, which one was Samuel De Brown? That was day five. Day five. Yeah. Okay. Um, making money from... Content or something like that, um, which was the final day. So it started off with making money off content people love. That had Amir, Deborah, and Irene of OMG Voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that there was a little spot between them there at was? that session. Yeah. So um, Irene is Irene is a very 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 insightful digital strategist. I I I'm, I actually look up to her. You know, to a certain extent, she knows digital and the way it should be done Mm -hmm. so i think her her session was largely based on um influence and the key role influencers have to play and i think she said something about how influencers in ghana or yeah how influencers in ghana are not as influential right and then she brought up some slides Mm -hmm. and one of them had john dumelo I think at the point in time, he was an influencer for Telefonica and he posted something and then I think she asked, um, has this post influenced you to go and buy a phone at Telefonica and nobody really said anything. And I think she also put up a picture of Amayao and one of the brands he was being an influencer for. And I think he got upset about that. I think they had a little spat on Twitter or something. I mean, it's all good now. It's all good, guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now, that's a question I wanted to ask you. Influencers. Uh, it's a new trend in digital. It's a new phenomenon, mm-hmm. especially in Ghana. What do you think, who do you really think are influencers in Ghana? Who do you say on social media, these are the mo- some of the most influential people? I, d- I don't know. I really, I really can't say because it feels like a lot of the time, yeah. your number of followers is equated to how influential you are. Okay. And I, I don't always agree. I don't always subscribe to that. Same here. I don't. So, so it's, yeah. it's like someone goes, oh, we need to do something on Twitter. They go, oh, this guy has like 160,000 followers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Then they, they give him they the contract. But I mean, f- what makes influential is if you have a group of people who listen to your voice. True. And are uh, inspired to action. True. Do you get it? Yeah. So that the influence should 
should have an end result. This is the action. Okay. You, so whether you want them to revolt, okay. you want them to go out and buy stuff, okay. you, you actually have to consider it. And I feel like over the time, it's like just cut and paste method. So there's just, just one tweet and they deliver it to like a group of people. And yeah. all of a sudden, all you see on Ghana Twitter is like 2,000 people posting the, posting same, the same tweet, tweet. to <laughs> the same typo in it. And I'm like, yeah, get out of here, guys. I agree. I agree. Um, so uh, there was a time on Technova that we did a social media influencer list. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. A part one list. And it was actually really difficult getting a grasp of that list because I think there's really no clear direction for influencers in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So in Nigeria, in the social media space, you know that there's some people's Twitter that once you log into your Twitter, you go to their account first. first. Right? Just because you want to hear what they had to say for the day. I think that is influence. Mm-hmm. Right? And those people don't even have... One of them at Chidi. He doesn't really have... Chidi has barely 50,000 followers. But whatever Chidi tweets, thousands, even more than his followers, listen to what he has to say. Right? So, but in Ghana, there's really no clear direction. And even the people that a lot of people say have thousands of followers, they don't tweet anything inspiring. Most of their <laughs> stuff is uninspiring. And that's the, the, the point that Irene was trying to make. And I totally agree with her because, um, no, this is, you know, just, you know, being said out of the conversation at hand. You look at an account like maybe Amiyao or some of these popular social media guys, and what they tweet is, you're like, okay, all right. Next. Next. Do you understand? <laughs> like, it's totally uninspiring, right? But then you look at someone, and these are some of the people that um, um, Irene mentioned because she did a blog post about it. Someone like Jamila Abdullahi. I don't know if you noticed the whole Kenya Airways thing. Yeah. And she actually highlighted it. And after she did, and it, I think it got thousands of retweets. Mm-hmm. After she did, Kenya Airways now actually paid attention to it. True. Do you understand? Now that's what you call influence. Yeah. So, so you see, there was a movement. Something happened. Exactly. Yeah. Something, <laughs> as you said, something happened. So I think brands need to actually do market research on these things. They need to understudy the platforms. Yeah. And uh, I also have to do brand fit. That's one thing they do. It's not True. just you have True. tens of True. thousands of followers. Uh, so what? I mean, True. come on. If you're always like... Um, going off like trolling people in pigeon and then suddenly yeah. you are there yeah. trying to sell me a MacBook. Get out okay. of here. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You know, where it, it could be done better. Yeah, it really could. And, and I think I think that even brands, yeah, I don't think they just want to go through the painstaking work of doing market research yeah. and actually saying, so my brand stands for this. My brand stands for ingenuity or creativity. We need to look for someone who fits that brand archetype, you know, but a lot of people don't, you know, really go through that. So I think this is a conversation that a lot we need to take offline. So guys, if you have any insights into how influencers should be addressed and in Ghana, especially, and also tag some of your favorite social media influencers, um, in the list we did, we did, um, some of the influencers we had, had Jamila, had <coughs> Accra with <day. coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Akra Wideo. Those guys are Wide in the hospitality and tourism sector. They got this unlock. 
they actually got this unlocked. I know there's a thread tweet you guys did. Yeah. Um, things to do in Accra that does not involve eating or drinking. That thing keeps coming back to us. I <laughs> <laughs> think blew up. Like that was applause, applause, applause. Um. So the list had Jamila. It had Katsa as well because I think she's very influential in the blogging space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It had Manas Manasse Azure. Yeah. politics so, so you see if if you had something literary that i wanted to sell yeah if you got kaiser to to tweet about it yeah. it would make more sense because she's she's already she's creative th- about it and those are the things she already discusses like that's what yeah. i'm thinking about brand fits she already yeah. discusses those stuff yeah so she already has the f- people around here are people who are interested interested in, in stuff like blogging that. books african literature do you get africa it? as a whole yeah. actually yeah if you're gonna talk about music hip-hop and the culture like ellie dot who? Ellie Dot. E L I D O T. E L I D O T. Of Kenteng. I didn't know. I don't the, know. The podcast. Oh, yeah. okay. 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 Is oh, I, okay. Yeah, now I know so it that's is. what. So that's what he's on. So mm. if he's going to do something music related, yeah. I'm going to pay, pay attention because I know he knows his stuff. True. I think you're right. I, I also think that when people are categorizing influencers, they need to do it into industries, yeah. as you've said. So, yeah. You're right. You're right. I think Ghana can stress. Ghana <laughs> can stress. You know, even Mr. Meister, if he tweets anything about music, people will pay attention yeah. to him because he knows he has a, that stuff, track record. Yeah. You know, um, you also look at people like Kenny Kojo when it comes to communications. Mm-hmm. You know, strategy. You look at people like Kina Likimani. You know, in activism and all that stuff. So we're gonna do a part two of this list and we'll be sure to update this list when we've done that um so yeah that was how day five started which was also the last day um i think there was also an instagram runway at 5 p.m at the mall and then it ended with a concert a christ connected concert i think there was daco vibes uh magnum i think dj Mm. viroski was on deck um but yeah it was a great end to what was a long, <laughs> stressful, but amazing week. Looking back, what do you think? I think they did well. Shout out to Echo House. Shout yeah. out to Paul's Creatives. Yeah. And shout out to everyone who tweeted us saying, hey, we saw the We Day Accra graffiti on. I mean, we, we are not part of that. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, in, in the okay. future, if, yeah. if, if, they, if, if they wish yeah. to use that crowd We Day. Yeah. The Shahala. The Shahala. <laughs> I mean, we're always open. We are very collaborative. I yeah. Think I yeah, can say that. So that's true. I don't know why that happened, but a crowd we did. A crowd we did. And so, Akra shout out. But yeah, so that was how Social Media Week went. Um, Looking back, it was great. There was a lot of people that, uh, there was a lot of things said that people needed to hear. You know, I just wish that there was a lot more brand presence. I know mm-hmm. that there were People from Beige, there were people from GCB Bank, people from Barclays. I met some of them, but I just wish that a lot more brands. There was also a lady from Indomie, mm-hmm. um, and she we sat beside each other like for two two days at a stretch. So we had a lot of insightful communication. Shout out to her. Um, but I just wish that a lot more brands sent in. I mean, there might have been brands who sent in people that I didn't know. My yeah. bad. But um, it would have been good if it was pronounced. Mm-hmm. You know, if okay. Um, maybe Fan Max is in the house. These guys are in the back. Speaking of Fan Max, have you seen the ad for the new For Your Day? 
They are all like, over the internet. Bro. <laughs> they are bro. all over the internet. Web banners, videos. YouTube. Those guys. I, I tweeted something. I said, I want to know what their digital budget was. They should give me like a third of that budget. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's some good media buying. I, I, because I think the whole idea was awareness. Yeah. And it's worked. And I think it's, it's interesting because before Please tell me you bought Fan Max. Tell me you bought Fan Max because of that. I no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have. I actually have. I, I, I bought it before. So I think, I think I don't know if it was a competition they were running, but yeah. they had this for your day. Then yeah. before they launched, so people were posting pictures of them being active, doing stuff. Uh, and I kept wondering, what the hell is this for, is your, this for, day, your, for day. your day? Was it like a new petrol like yeah. four station bonanza or something uh, and then times i was fan max so the rollout was like it was crazy yeah. shout out shout out fan milk and the fan max guys um we're loving what we're seeing um so yeah so that's it for social media week recap it was an amazing week shout out echo house shout out pulse creatives shout out the city of accra for being a good host shout out to the speakers who came around shout out to the partners the sponsors with the phone um we look forward to next year. Yeah. And we definitely need more of the, these dialogues. Yeah, we yeah. definitely do. We definitely do because there's a l- there's a long way ahead for us in digital. Sure. So yeah, um Ni, do you have anything to add? No. Cuz I think we're about done here, right? Yeah, we're done. So yeah, um thank you to our also our listeners for being good listeners yeah, as well. Like um we are we really appreciate the feedback. Like yeah, we do. We do. It's really inspiring. We're just three episodes in, and we've three gotten a lot. Each, each of them have gotten more than 150 listens on SoundCloud. Big ups, big ups. You're the real MVPs. So, yeah, um, from myself, Christopher, and Nimote, peace out. Catch you on social media. 